Keltec is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. I see my camera. Now you're on. Skype, Skype must be goofy, huh? It's it's different every time I, I use it. <laughs> Never know what I'm going to get, man. Are you getting any questions? Sure. No questions whatsoever? Gotta get me on here. Get flow. I don't know flow. Do you know flow? I don't want to know flow. The progressive insurance? The flow? Yeah. Now, the flow when I was growing up was you ever watched Mel's Diner? Oh, yeah. You remember Mel's Diner? And oh, yeah. Alice and. I guess it was called Alice, wasn't it? It wasn't Mel's Diner. It was called Alice. Could, could, could you imagine the humor back then, Archie Bunker? Uh, I mean, could you imagine that nowadays? No. No. <laughs> it just that wouldn't would fly. Classic. Just wouldn't fly today. Uh, that would be classic. Even though you can God. still watch those reruns. That's right. Married Somewhere. with Children. Could you imagine? Oh, they see, yeah, Married with Children kind of set the precedence of what we're seeing today. Oh, yeah. And all the, the stuff we're seeing today. Dysfunctionality and at its finest. But, at its finest. That's right. But, yeah, Flo was one of the waitresses um, in Mel's Diner. Kiss my grits. <laughs> That's right. I remember. That's the good old days. She's the one that made Kiss My Grits famous. That's right. Of course, you don't hear that these days. Nobody says that. Can't say anything no more. I tell you, man. I was in. I'll I'll save it. That's gonna this is gonna be my jack wagon. Um, so leadheads, welcome in to another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Lefty. And we are bringing you all the education here on the Talking Lead Podcast. Ten years of educating the uneducated. And we're going to continue to do that for at least another year here for 2023. And we're going to do that by having cool, fun, educational people on the show, like our guest that we've got today, Mr. Steve Morgan. Steve, welcome in. Honored to be here, man. Honored to be here. Thank you for the invite. Oh, absolutely. Glad to have you. Uh, Steve and I met a few years ago back at SHOT Show, and uh, we'll talk about that uh, here coming up. Uh, but we got to get some uh, some of the bills paid here, so make sure you guys go and support those that make this show possible. Go and support our buds over at Mission First Tactical and check out their new holsters that they've got. they got a – that's called their Pro – uh, holsters, Pro Series holsters, and is a new concept, new design in holsters where they've they've gotten rid of, you know, your your typical screw and washer retention systems. You know, how you tighten up your holsters, you know, loosening and tightening up the screws on the side, those clamshells um, for the, you know, the Kydex type holsters. Well, they've done away with that. They still offer those, but they've done away with They've made a new line. And it's using rare earth magnets as the retention system. So it's pretty cool technology that they've come up with there. And you can go to their website and check those new holsters out. They've also come out with, uh, for you joggers, you exercisers, you um, you people who like the, the belly band type holsters, they've come out with a new belly band 
holster that's really nice, lightweight, breathable, and uh, it's got, in addition to the holster, there's some administration pockets and other other places to, to store things on your person. So pretty cool. Go check that out, missionfirsttactical.com. Use the code LEADHEAD, and you're going to get 20% off over at Mission First Tactical. And then, of course, our good friends at Keltech, keltechweapons.com. They were the sponsors of us at SHOT Show this year, hosting the Talking Lead Lead Quarters. Uh, brought you all the cool people and products from SHOT Show. Still dropping those episodes, so make sure you're checking the feeds regularly because I've still got several of those episodes left that we are we're going through, and you don't want to miss those. Uh, but go to KeltechWeapons.com, and they've set you guys up with a discount in their pro shop there. You're going to get 15% off anything in their pro shop at KeltechWeapons.com. The Keltec KSG410 is the perfect sidekick with no kick. At just over an inch and a half wide, just over 26 inches long, and just over five pounds, you'll be hard pressed to find a more impressive 410 bore shotgun. In fact, it's the world's first and only pump action 410 bore bullpup shotgun. The side-by-side dual feeding tubes and one in the chamber delivers an impressive 11 round total capacity, making it as functional as it is fun. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. So there you go. That's how we get the bills paid. Here you guys go and show them love. Let them know that you're part of the Leadhead Brigade by using those codes, following them on the social meds, liking their posts, sharing their posts. Uh, we got to get uh, over those algorithms that hold us down as a, a 2A community. And uh, we do that by you guys going and liking our posts, sharing our posts, commenting, and uh, just spreading the word. We do it grassroots around here, baby. You want something done, do it yourself, right, Steve? That's right. That's right. By the way, I saw one of those holsters on one of your – I do follow you religiously oh. now for four years. Yeah, I did you. see that, man. That's nice. I, I might have to go there myself and get one of those. That's pretty pretty nice there. I saw you modeling it there at SHOT Show. <laughs> well, I, I had a few more LBs on me during SHOT Show. I, I've hit the gym since then, kind of practicing what I preach. Um but yeah, I've gotten back in the gym, feeling good, starting to slim back down, getting getting down to my fighting weight, you know. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey man, we call it battle ready, always being battle ready. Battle ready, that's right. That's right. Always be ready for the fight. So That's right. Uh I'm getting back in there getting ready to to get back to my my slim gym days. So all right, Steve. So we do this thing on the show before we kind of get into introducing our guest. Um, but just to give my listeners an idea, Steve is uh, former military. So thank you for your service, Steve. Greatly appreciate it. We're going to talk a little bit about that coming up. Steve has also written a book on home prepping. Uh, we're going to talk about that. He's also an avid hunter and a survivalist. So we're going to talk about that, and Steve is all about American Made, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get in and talk a little bit about that too. But before we do that, Steve, I hear that jack wagon train rolling in. Toot toot. So, Gunny, bring that train in, and let's take care of some jack wagons and honor some heroes. Hoorah, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. Got it. Yeah. Love it. All right. The train has stationed, Steve. And I was kind of, we were talking there before we started rolling on the show. And I was doing some shopping the other day. Went to Walmart to pick up a few things. 
And um, and I've noticed this more than once, and I've noticed it more than just Walmart. It seems to be in all the um, service-oriented businesses these days. Where and, and it's it's more the younger generation, the kids. So I was you know in line checking out, and there was this younger kid there. I mean, he might have been in college. I don't know. Might have been high school. Hair was a mess. Looked like a freaking beehive. You know, it was horrible. Thank God he wasn't serving any food. But um, it looked like he just woke up. And uh, so I go up. You know, he says, how you doing? I mean, he was very polite. So doing good. Appreciate it. You know, talked, chat a little bit. Then one of his buddies came over. Um, that I assumed was like a manager or something like that and needed to do something. So they started talking. And I wasn't paying much attention. And then I heard the F-bomb dropped like a couple of times. I I ignored it the first time. And then I looked up and I heard it again. And they're sitting there talking about something they did this weekend or something. And, you know, fuck this and fuck that. And um, I'm like, guys, you're in a public setting here and you're working for a uh, you know, a multi-million dollar corporation. You're not doing a very good job representing your, you know, your company right now. Um, you know, please be respectful of the other people that are here in the store. And they just kind of looked at me like, how dare you, you know, talk to us that way. And dude just kind of, you know, was shocked and walked away. And then the other guy was just kind of snickering, you know, like, who's this old fart? you know, kind of deal. So, but I've noticed that a lot in, uh, not just, you know, Walmart, but a lot of the service oriented in- industries is, is just like really not any service anymore. And, uh, the lack of respect and I guess pride of working for a company doesn't seem to be there anymore. And it was just, it was very disheartening because if that was like an isolated case, then, you know, I just, I could kind of dismiss it, but I see it more and more, and you know, especially in the the restaurant industry, um, people who are waiting on you in uh, in restaurants. It's just there's no respect or customer service or person, you know, personality. Because I waited tables when I was in college, Steve. Um, in high school and college, I waited tables at a restaurant, and you know that that was a great job to have back then, and. It wasn't like I was working at an Applebee's or something like that. It was a higher, higher end, higher scale kind of restaurant. Um, but you know, I was always conscious about how I was dressed, how I looked, you know, my hygiene, um, how I how I met people, how I greeted people, you know, with respect. And, and you know, if their order wasn't right, I didn't give them a scowl or you know some kind of excuse lame ass excuse you know the customer's always right so i was you know i'm sorry you know about this let me make it right blah 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 bring them something else whatever you don't get that anymore no i i am so thankful that i grew up in the generation i grew up in i look at some of these kids not all but i look at some i look at this generation now is just it's really odd to see the lack of morals values um just common decency. I, I just don't understand it. It's one of the many reasons I, I love the military. So I've seen young women, young men go into the military and it just literally transformed them. Yeah. Uh, in a way that, you know, it's 
it's awesome. I mean, we come out of basic training. We're just different people. We understand. We respect. Uh, but e even the military has changed. Uh, I was going to say, it's, even it's, you're seeing even the military, there's a change in, you know, how they're, I guess, training the men and women and the different the difference in how you were there and how you came out when you were a young man, you came out a man. You know, you went in as a boy yeah. and you came out as a man. Where in today's military, you're not. I'm not getting the sense that that's that's what's happening with our men and women, our young men and women these days. It's not the case at all. Matter of fact, I mean, we we could have a whole another show on just that. But hey, just keep talking. I don't set yeah, a yeah, limit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember going in, and I will never forget their names: Sergeant Lamb, Sergeant Keeney. I could. They were very aggressive. Um, the minute I got off the bus, I mean, foul language, pressure. I mean, they pushed you to a point to make sure that you can handle the pressure. I mean, there's nothing worse than going into battle, which I have many, many times ill-prepared right you you know it's an important thing now i hear these things nowadays that drill instructors can't yell they can't use foul language they can't even smack your forehead with the rim matter of fact i hear rumors i don't i've been asking some of some of the younger guys that i know that know younger guys and apparently there's like a stress card oh what brother like this a is stress so card is that like one of those rings those stress rings that when it turns a, a different color than no, you could pull it out and give it to your instructor and get a 15-minute break. I'm like, what? 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 I'm like, like, you don't get breaks in war. I never <laughs> once was able to go, hey, I need to take a break from this situation. Yeah, time out. Stop war. shooting. Stop shooting. Time out. Got to go change my doesn't tampon. Happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen, man. I, I, I'm telling you, this we're, we're, we're in a woke society. It's, it's scary. They're, they're attacking masculinity, toxic masculinity. They don't want masculine men. I mean, guys, uh -uh. gals, listeners, we're in a, I mean, it's, it's, they want it's masculine females and demasculated men, effeminate scary, men. Scary, scary, scary. But he is exactly right. Why is that? They're easier to control. That's exactly right. It's all about it's control, man. It's all about control. So that's my jack wagon, Steve. Um, it just, it just, it's irked on me ever since then. That was earlier this week that I did that. And, um, it's just, and that's the thing too, is I, I've seen a lot of people that, that just ignore it. Older people like myself, even older. And, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll have that look of astonishment and kind of look around at everybody else. Like, can you believe that these kids are talking like this? Um, and they won't say anything to them, you know, and that's the thing is they can't go unchecked. You can't let, you can't let this, behavior go unchecked so you have to call them out on their bullshit so you know when when you see somebody doing that that's just completely irresponsible um um disrespectful you have to call them out on it no matter you know the situation or may how you may feel you may be perceived in that store um i guarantee you the majority of the people are feeling the same way you are just speak up and say something call them out and you can do yeah. it respectful it's like i wasn't an ass about it I was like, hey guys, can you, you know, not have this conversation here? This this is like locker room conversations y'all need to be having back in your your locker rooms. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember growing up. And another thing, I'll tell you right now, the problem it's lack of discipline. There is no more discipline any longer. It's non-existent. I can't believe it. But man, we're up in an era where you can't even discipline a child, and that's the problem. People don't realize. 
that that what they're doing is is enabling their child to act like that. Yeah. The minute you take discipline, there's no consequences. With no consequences, these kids are roaming freely without any repercussions. But, but you that see how it's worked, though. They've taken it. They've taken the parents' ability to be able to to raise and, like you say, discipline uh, their children, teach them right from wrong, and it's extended out past the home, and it's now out in the society. You're just not allowed to. You know, look dirty at a kid anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah. bullshit. So it is. There's my jack wagon. You got a jack wagon? I just um, I can jump on that wagon all day long. I mean, it's it's yeah. sad. It's pathetic. It's horrible. It blows my mind. I'm glad my kids were disciplined, and uh, I agree with you. It's 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 despicable. It's just horrible and painful to watch. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's not even any. I don't even see kids these days helping elderly opening a door, helping somebody carry out groceries. I mean, it's gone. Like it's non-existent. You just don't see it. I'm going to be 50 years old in June. It's non-existent. A young man, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell that to my body. <laughs> Welcome to the, um, the Half Century Club, buddy. That's right. You got big Glad plans for your 50th birthday? Just keep living life to the fullest. Thankful to be here. Thankful to survive uh some combat scenarios in my life yeah. and some unique situations. I'm thankful to be here, man. Ooh. The opposite's much worse. We're, we're going to talk about that too. And then I'm sure you keep up with uh, current events and you're in air force, right? I was, you're in air force. So you might be able to maybe shed some light on what the hell's going on with these flying objects over Alaska. You got any clue what's going on? There's like supposedly Ooh. four, they shot four, Objects down since that weather balloon incident. What are you, what's your theory on this? I'll, be oh, honest. We're, we're, be we're, honest. We're going. We're going there, huh? We're going there already. We're going right to the gusto. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I I find it very alarming that the Air Force, the military, when I was in, that would not have happened. Mark my words. If something was even listen, twenty twenty three. You mean to tell me we don't have the top-notch technology, radar systems. We didn't see this objects. Obviously, there's more than one. We, didn't, right. we haven't seen any of these approaching at a distance. We allowed them to come in and float. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I live on five acres. If any object was hovering over my house, <laughs> the minute they came even close, I have a 12-gauge shotgun. That thing would have lasted 12 seconds. Yeah. Watch this. Click, click. Coom. I mean, I don't understand how it's even happening other than there's a strong possibility it's a cover-up. I don't, this uh, military, I know, brother. I see you asked, you went there. I, I know. The communities. That's the only thing that enter, makes sense. Yeah, when you enter into special forces, you never leave that community. You never leave it. You're always in. You're always in the loop. You're learning and seeing and hearing things. And every single one of us is like, uh, yeah, that's not normal. And I can just tell you, without getting political, that this current administration get is allowing it. I was like, get it's political. Allowing it. It's allowing <laughs> it. There's no way a, a, a great leader would allow that to happen. I believe that we're vulnerable and we're in a situation where our enemies, which we have some, which I don't want to point them out, but I will because some of them are all overseas, 
like Russia, China. I can go on and on and on. Korea, yeah. trust and believe. North Korea. They're testing. They're testing the waters, Lefty. They're testing the waters. Is is that what it is, or does our government want us to think that they're testing the waters? Is it a is it a, uh, a psyops thing by our government on the people? It's like okay, we're going to allow this Chinese balloon to go through and let all the Americans see it and let them know that you know there's something going on there. And then after that, we're going to launch these other things. They're not calling them balloons. They're something other than balloons, apparently. And then we're going to shoot those down. Like there's all of a sudden there's this like mass um, um, invasion of these things into our, into our country. And we're going to look like heroes because we're shooting them down, but then people are going to think that we're under attack. Because that's what the perception is, is that we're under attack by another country, that they're sending these these whatever they are, because they're not telling us what they are. You know, it's a big secret as to, as to what they are. They don't want to say what they are. It sounds like drones to me. I don't know. I believe it's smoke in the mirrors. If you look at what's happening in Ohio right now, why isn't the... It's like, watch this hand while this hand does this. Yeah, I mean, look what's happening in Ohio. Why isn't that the focus? Why did that happen? Why aren't they containing uh, uh, um, nuclear pollutants in our water right now? Why we're focused on some silly balloon that they allowed to enter into? Why did it hover so long? Why did it hover over states? Why did it's because they've got they want the American people to go look. What's that? Well, this stuff's happening over here. Yeah. So what? So what's going on in Ohio? A uh, train derailment happened, which is catastrophic on so many levels, which is why I'm so thankful that I'm a prepper and why I teach people prepping, because things like this are going to happen. They're happening right now. Yeah. Millions and millions of water are contaminated. We need water to survive. But yet the news isn't really focusing on that. It looks like a nuclear bomb went off in, in, in Ohio and yeah. we're over here looking at a little balloon or some UF. I mean, a UFO. Listen, couldn't be further old, away from Ohio, Alaska. You know, there's like yeah. divert your attention over here yeah. because. Yeah. And I just saw there was some sort of a um, a tractor trailer that overturned today or yesterday. That's got some sort of toxic chemical spewing out of it. Yep. Um, meritic. Yep. I don't know what it was. Some some kind of acid or something that was contaminating the the area and you see these people just driving through it like there's no telling what kind of health problems that that's causing did you hear about that yep yeah so so my belief is this when the gut the government loves chaos that's where they thrive that's where they have an open checkbook i hate to say this but war most presidents matter of fact every single president was involved in a war or chaos because it allows them to have emergency funding, ways to write blank checks and just fill them out and dish them out. Matter of fact, check this out. Federal spending on disasters increased 6,698% since 1953 through 2009, and now it's much greater. 6,698%. That's huge. And that's the thing, like you said, it gives them, it gives them the, I don't know, freedom or right, whatever it is, the ability to write blank checks unchecked, where we don't know where these checks are going. 
whose pockets they're lining. Exactly. It's 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 free money for them. Well, it's dangerous because in a normal situation, you got to put through Congress, blah, 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 everybody votes on it. Well, in a situation like this, they can give it to whoever they want to, and there's not even a question being asked. Yeah. And you look at politicians when they go into, into service, um, senators, representatives, they come out a lot wealthier than when they went in being being oh. government service jobs that are only are supposed to make, you know, like what's what's the president? Like two hundred thousand a year? Is that what the president's supposed to make? Or speaker of the house? I I believe, yeah, they're all different. I believe the president makes three seventy five. I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh anything in Congress, like Nancy Pelosi was supposed to be, I mean like one twenty just right around two hundred thousand. Yeah. Yet they're worth millions and millions multi-millions. of dollars. You know, mm-hmm. multi-millions. And it's because of the scenario that you and I just laid out. Yeah. And it, and it's us putting them in the power and the position to, to do this unchecked. You just you throw them in there and, you know, you, you hope that they do what they're supposed to do, but nobody's checking them on it. Nobody's calling them out. Nobody's saying, hey, that's locker room talk. You need to take that to the locker room. So we need to be doing this to our politicians, too. Exactly. So, all right, enough political talk there, but I just kind of want to get your <laughs> your thoughts on, you know, the balloon situation, which is not political, but it turns into a political, you know, agenda for the most part. So not UFOs. There's no UFOs that we've got to worry about. Ain't no, ain't no UFOs. Come on, man. <laughs> Seriously. Not yeah, in Alaska. It's silly. I, it, it's silly. I don't know why it took so long for them to shoot down a balloon. Like I said, if something happened in my back, and I know you, I've known you for four years. I know darn well if something was flying over your house, it wouldn't last very long as well. well Speaking of all the, you would go pick one of those wonderful objects behind you, and I'm pretty yeah. sure it wouldn't last very long. Yeah, I'd probably get my uh, my new crossbow. I don't know if you can see it or not, but oh, take it. I love that you got that crossbow. But uh, yeah, so to counter that. Let's uh let's honor some heroes. You got any heroes? Anybody that's that's doing some positivity in our world, in our communities, making a difference that we can look up to and praise? Uh, yeah, I got a buddy of mine, uh, Mike Brandow. He's uh, three tours overseas. Uh, he's just a big advocate for freedoms. You know, get plugged in. Find something local in your community. I'm part of a, a group called F3. Uh, faith, family, fitness. It's all about uh, coming together as patriots, bringing God back into the communities. Make sure that you are. Make sure that you're doing your part. Make sure that you're doing your part. Is that a? Is there a website for faith, family, fitness? Yeah, it's called F3. It's 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 men only. Uh, it's a group that I'm a part of. Uh, I love it. It's it, you know goes back to your initial comment about being in shape, being battle ready. Uh, all of us love our freedoms, and uh, we wake up every single morning at four fifteen. And we push each other to uh, to the brink of being our best. And I love, love it. Is this it here? I'm pulling it up for our, our viewing audience. Is this it? Yep, that's it. Okay, F3Nation. Yep. Dot com. I'm a, yep, I'm a part of that. It's free. I think everything is... Uh, yes. Yeah. So the yeah, mission of uh, F3 is to plant, grow, and serve small workout groups for men for the invigoration of male community leadership. But people are going to say, but isn't that promoting male tox, 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 what's that word we were saying earlier? Toxicity. Toxicity. <laughs> Toxicity, yeah. 
That's very toxic. You're damn right. You're you're damn right. It is, and that's exactly what we're about. We want to be ready. We promote readiness, and yes, we want men to be masculine, hundred percent. Bringing bringing the masculinity back to men. I like it. Very good. Right. Fitness, fitness, fellowship, and faith. F three. Right. So if any of you lad heads are interested in joining, I guess anybody can join. That's a male. It's free. Join it. They're they're everywhere. Um, I travel a lot, speaking engagements. And I find it ironic and really cool that there's always a group there. It's fun. I mean, you get initiated like the military. They, I'm a nickname guy. I love my nickname, but I, I get, I was given another nickname there after your first workout. They give you a nickname. <laughs> so I got my, my latest nickname, another one to add to the equation. But, uh, what's your nickname? Yeah, it's fun. What's your nickname? They call me, they call me mouthpiece. Imagine that. Mouthpiece. <laughs> I am not. Are you shy. a talker when you work out? I'm a talker, period, man. I'm I'm the guy that's dishing out garbage. I'm the guy that's talking smack. I'm the guy that's uh, pushing people to the limits. And I probably should have been a drill sergeant at some point. But, yeah, that's what they call me there. Nice. So what's your other nickname? Well, they call me Captain. Captain Morgan. Captain Morgan. I'm not promoting alcohol, but I got that in the military, and it kind of just stuck. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with little Captain Morgan here now no, and no, again. No, no, not at all. But I, I got I that. I almost in, uh, had one last night for Valentine's Day. I almost should have. Almost treated myself to a Cap Morgan's, but I I just couldn't get past my Jack, so I I just stuck with Jack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all about nicknames. I love it. Speaking of this is this is right on the tails of of Valentine's. So happy Valentine's to all of our our listeners. I hope you and your significant others, your loved ones, uh, whether it be a family member or um, just you know your main squeeze. I had a good Valentine's Day. Um, I did. I went out and had some some Mexican. I like the uh, the grilled alambres, um, which those are basically fajitas with bacon. Nice. And uh, I, I love eating those. So that's that's what I had. I had that and Jack. <laughs> nice. What about Sounds you? Like did you have a date? Dinner. Did you go on a date? Nope. We stayed home. I cooked up some elk burgers and. Uh, Spent nice. the time with the wifey and uh, good old quality conversation, you know? Yeah. Did you guys have any sweets? Do you any any kind of special dessert? Nope. Not this time. I'm, I'm not opposed to that, but nope, not this time. Not this time? I didn't really either. Didn't have any anything sweet. So. All right. So uh, I guess I don't really have any, any heroes uh, at the moment. So we'll just we'll leave it at that for our, our jack wagons and our heroes. So... Leadheads, if you've got nominations for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon Train or Leadhead Brigade Heroes, shoot me an email, talkingleadgmail.com, and put in the heading there, uh, Jack Wagon or Hero, whatever it may be, and we will read yours on air. All right, so going to get that train out of here, and we want to learn more about Steve and prepping. So we're going to talk about this book that you've written, Steve. And how long ago did you did you write this book? Uh, three years ago. So only three years ago. So mm-hmm. it's called A Beginner's Guide to Home Prepping, Steve Morgan. Mm-hmm. And if you guys want to follow Steve, he's at A Prepared Patriot on the Grams. Is that also on Facebook? No, it's uh, Steve Morgan on Facebook. And uh, and there's fifty Steve million Captain- Steve Morgans. So, yeah. Good luck finding him. 
<laughs> you can't miss it. I'm sitting there hugging a giant flag because I love my country. There is no doubt about it. I am wrapped my I got my hands wrapped around a flag and I'm literally kissing those colors. You're like you're like almost French kissing it. I would if I could. I love this country. It's this one right here. That's it. There it is. Ain't ain't too many photos like that floating around. Should be. <laughs> Wish should, there was. Should be a lot of those. So I've yeah, got I've got the um the PDF form of your book here that I've been going through. I, I've got to be honest, I haven't had a chance to read the whole thing. But uh, talk about your inspiration for, for writing this book, Steve. You know, people always ask me, why prep? Like, why prep? I, I teach people the psychological value alone is worth prepping. You know, in the military, when I joined, graduated uh, basic training, I went on to survival school, and that's where I really fell in love with being prepared. I mean, imagine being dropped off in a remote location, blindfolded in the cold, in the night, and you've got to travel from point A to point B. They give you enough food for maybe a day or two, and you've got to be self-sufficient. I found it to be a very, um, I don't know, it was, it was an encouraging challenge. Yeah. And it taught me that if you're ill-prepared, if you get caught in a situation, uh, everything accelerates. Everything accelerates panic, uh, pressure, overwhelm. I mean, you get overwhelmed. I mean, everything comes to a head if you're not prepared, which, by the way, I have to uh, give him credit. Sergeant Keeney, he's a, uh, a pararescue a PJ. He was my uh, uh, senior NCO. I love this man. He's decorated. He taught me a saying in the military was, it was his favorite saying. His motto was, a good soldier is a prepared soldier. And I believe that. The same thing goes in life. If you're not prepared and you get caught off guard, I mean, catastrophe sets in. Mm. I don't want that. I don't want that for anybody listening today. Now, you can't ignore the fact, but if you rewind 12, 15 years ago, you know, preppers were made fun of. Like, oh, you're a prepper. Oh, you're you're paranoid or, or, or you're really out there or you've lost your mind. Well, that's not the case today. Now I'm sought after. People are reaching out to me going, hey, can I get a copy of that book? What should I do in this situation? Because things are happening, right? Things are happening. And we just talked about uh, the spending of disasters that have they've increased at a large amount. And believe How it or not- How about those earthquakes that just happened over in, uh, was it India? Turkey. Turkey, yeah, Turkey. Turkey. Yeah. 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 I mean, Check that's something you can't really prepare for, you know, is is something that major, but you can. I mean, there, there are ways that if you survive that, then, yeah, you, you're you going to wish that you had stored that water, that extra food, those clothes. Like I said, it doesn't become a problem until it becomes a problem. I still find it very ironic that there's only an estimated 3 million of us preppers. And that may sound like a lot, but it's only slightly over 1%. That's not enough, right? You, you know, you take the uh, Paradise Fire. It was horrible. Mm. It was a disaster. It happened within minutes. People had less than an hour. And it really brought everything to a head. It really shed some light on being, being prepared because that was a disaster. And there are several people that were prepared on 
a lot of them weren't. Yeah. And, you know, do your due diligence, go look up at the, the tragedy that happened there. And, um, talk you know, about that. something that's simple. Talk about that real quick. Well, there was a fire that started in a canyon and it overwhelmed a community within hours. Within 24 hours, I mean, people lost their homes. They lost their valuables. They're, you know, most people don't even know. I'm getting ahead of myself, but people, most people don't even know their, their family's phone number. They don't even have that memorized. We're so accustomed to our cell phones. People don't even have contacts. They lost birth certificates, marriage certificates. They lost valuables because they didn't have things set aside. They weren't prepared. This was in, in California. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, yep. Steve, for those who Check. don't know, Steve's in the California area. He's fighting the good fight for us out there in, in California. That's true. People say, why are you there? You're, you're a big advocate of everything that's not California. Well, I am a fighter, and I love the fight, and I'm here fighting. And I believe that if all of us left, there would be no one here to fight. So I love that I'm here. And by the way, my community, I have a 25-foot flagpole sitting in my front yard and trust and believe all my neighbors are just like me so yeah and weren't you a fire fighter at one point fireman yeah good memory four years ago you remember that i was yeah yeah, i became a volunteer fireman for 12 years i again it it was part of my desire to know and be prepared from a medical standpoint i I mean i love to help others you know you're you got that sheepdog mentality oh yeah for sure for sure yep i want to be prepared Mm mm-hmm Speaking of medical, check this out. Only 44% of people even have a first aid kit in their home. Talk about adding insult Mm. to injury. If you injure yourself or you're in a situation, you get injured, you can't even treat yourself or, 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 or deal with your injury. Again, everything escalates. So let's get back to your book. So you, you wrote this about three or four years ago. Um, and it was just having that, um, the, the mentality that's been instilled in you probably since you were uh, you know young man probably even before the military if you think back I'm sure um, did you did you hunt when you were a younger man did your dad your granddad did you go out were they outdoorsmen like you no but I had an uncle yeah and his his name was also Steve and if it wasn't for that man I don't know what I would be today I mean he taught me he used to take me out in the woods teach me how to build shelters teach me how to uh, what it's like to be cold and how to build a fire and get warm. I mean, it's uh, it was very life changing um, to have my uncle show me the, the ropes. Changed my life. Yeah. Have you always been in California? Uh, no, you- I'm fifth generation. Nope, I'm fifth generation uh, military. I have literally, no joke, literally have lived all over the world. Oh, I, I can imagine. So yeah, you don't really have like one place where you've you know, this is where I grew up kind of deal. No, I really don't. I The only reason I'm here is my last duty station was Travis Air Force Base, which is a 60th Air Mobility Command. Um, didn't want to be here. Really didn't like it here. Met my wife here, and there you have it. There you go. The boss has spoken. <laughs> We're living in California. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there are worse places I can... Uh, you know, I can imagine to live. And what part of, do you, can you say what part of California that you're in? You're in the northern yeah, and actually, southern? Yeah, uh, actually, yep. I actually encourage everybody to look up South Lake Tahoe. Um, it's a beautiful place. Uh, one of the most desired locations in the world. So 
you know, the state of California doesn't suck. It's just ran poorly. Like it's one of the most beautiful states in the union. It's just run by a bunch of people that just don't care. Which is why there's so many people there. It's so, it's so beautiful there. It is everything you can possibly want to do, especially, you know, grow produce, grow fruit trees, you know, water, the water resources are phenomenal here. I mean, there's a lot of resources. You got here, the mountains, is, you got the oceans, you got a desert, <laughs> you got it all right there. We got it all. We got it all. Got the woods. Yeah. You know? and, and you yeah. do a lot of hunting and we're going to talk about that too. You're, you're an avid hunter, but, um, so, and I've had other preppers on the show before and you know, I just, I like getting different people's concepts and ideas on you know what their ideas and what their tips and tricks are on on being prepared is and you know some people are the the hardcore die hard uh you know apocalypse preppers you know and that you know that's what you were saying earlier and when when you say prepper that's kind of the first thing that comes to to people's minds and i think probably hollywood and tv put that concept out there you know as what a prepper is, which that's not what it is. It's, it's like you said, it's being prepared for everyday life. And when catastrophe strikes, being able to deal and cope with that without being overwhelmed with fear and panic and, uh, you know, just feeling overwhelmed. That's exactly right, man. If if you just took the word prepper and you swapped it out with ready, just be ready. Like you don't have to, anticipate things happening but you would you need to be ready right yeah get organized get organized that that book that i put out which by the way i'd love to give you a free copy whoever's listening but it's just the fundamentals it's going over the basics it's just teaching people to be ready if it happens if it happens i mean i guarantee you every person in ohio right now there's a good portion i'm not being ugly i'm not being nasty i'm not being negative because you know i'm not like that but i guarantee there's more of them that wish they were ready or prepared today right now than they were a week ago yeah that's what this is all about it's just about being ready right and i always tell people start out slowly but there are so many there are so many examples that we can point back to to where if if you were just you know a a halfway prepare you know prepper preparedness person um like when the covid struck you know when that when that happened the and what there was something that happened before that where all the toilet paper was gone for some reason everybody just went and took all the toilet paper for for some damn reason what what was that i can't even remember but that's the thing is we forget it's like oh yeah remember when that happened remember when that happened that was a good time to start your your routine for being prepared you know so whatever the catalyst is you don't need one. Start today. Start now before that next catalyst happens. And you know, start stocking up on your fresh water. Start stocking up on um, your batteries and you know your powers, your uh, generators, your gas, your fuel, your extra spare tires, your whatever you know, everything. Food, obviously, you know, is is the key thing there uh, because you don't know what it's gonna be. Who knows what it's going to be, right. but something's something's coming up because I feel it. I feel it in my bones, especially with these stinking balloons. You know, it's just a gut instinct. Something else is getting ready to freaking happen. 
No, it's true. I'm glad that you brought up the word apocalypse. But people, when people hear the word prepper, they think the world's coming to an end. Everybody's going to walk around, and it's not. It's being prepared for all things, being ready in all situations. It's being, it's having your ducks in a row. And I love that you said it. Things, there's something you can't not acknowledge the fact that things have happened over the last two and a half years that have never happened in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you brought up the the the, the toilet paper issue, which yeah. is funny. Because I immediately got excited when you said that because that's the classic example of panic. Panic. Yeah. And, and if you go back, if, you, if you're listening today, just go look back and watch all the stories that ran out of it. That's just one little teeny tiny example of panic. I don't want to panic. But I that's don't what's going to happen. You shouldn't want to panic. And that's what causes it, and that's why you should prepare. Because like you said, there's only 1% of the population that is ready for something that's when catastrophe strikes. There's only going to be 1% that's ready. That other 99% are going to panic, and they're going to go and take everything that's left on the shelves, and nobody else is going to have anything. But you will because you have prepared and you didn't panic, and you don't have to worry about the stores being out of toilet paper or not being able to get fresh water or you know, where's, how am I going to feed my family? But it's not just that. It's it's anything, especially with the economy the way it is right now, too. You look at all the layoffs that companies are doing and will continue to do over the next two years. You know, your job's in danger. I don't know where you're employed if you're listening right now, but you can guarantee that your job is in danger right now. You know, and your livelihood, your, your ability to put food on the table for yourself, your family, you know, your kids – is is going to be is going to be challenged and it already is challenged even if you've got a job because inflation what's inflation up now like 16 percent over last year or something it's something ridiculous 18.9 it continues to go up <laughs> so, and growing which is yeah. something i'm glad that you brought up guys he's dead on spot on he just hit the nail on the head listen the government does not have your best interests at heart by the way, in inflation is a crock of shit. Yeah. Gas prices, diesel prices are a crock of shit, which is why I came up with, developed, and I love giving people options, right? Make the Patriot switch is a, a place where you don't have to worry about things. I came up with that for a reason. I love that you brought that up. Listen, mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but when the COVID happened, I saw bad things happen. I saw mom and pop stores get squeezed and pinched out of business. I saw the little man get run out of business. I've seen people close their doors that were thriving just three years ago. Business was good. I had a friend of mine, which is very, very sad. I had a friend of mine actually commit suicide. And I'll tell you why. Because of the social distancing, because of all the hypocrisy, because of the monopoly that's happening with stores like Walmart, Target, CVS, Walgreens. All of those stores are in bed together. And if you don't believe me, continue to watch from your couch, from your recliner, watch this happen and develop. I don't believe it. I believe it's a crock, just like I believe the balloon and the UFO and all this other garbage that's happening. It's all a facade. I find it ironic that some of these stores are actually getting richer through these horrible, harsh times that we're going through. But guys, you don't have to play that game. You do not have to fall victim to what Lefty just said the stupid false inflation. It's false. It and is. I believe it's an attack. It's artificial. It's people. an artificial inflation. 
It is. Take take fuel, just for example. Lefty, you got my back on this, right? Like, oh, if yeah. you look at diesel, diesel is refined gasoline. Gasoline is more expensive to make than diesel. Why is diesel more expensive? Why? Because tractors run off of it, which is farming is run off of that. Diesels that uh, 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 tractor trailers that haul and supply all of the stores are run off diesel. Why? Why aren't more people aware that it costs less to make diesel than gas? Yet inflation and fuel costs are so high. Come on, it's a no-brainer. So it's an attack. So you you mentioned um, American-made. Make the Patriot switch, and this is another organization that you're involved with. And talk about what make the uh, Patriot switches. I just love freedoms. I love the freedom of choice. That's what I fought for. I believe I'm still fighting in a war just on my own country. I, I hate it. I hate what's happening. I don't think anybody should be pushed or forced into making a decision at all. I, I believe in free enterprise. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a freedom fighter. I, I'm a proud combat veteran. I love choices. I love the freedom. I don't believe that our freedom should be attacked, which I just love giving people options. For instance, you know, people are upset with the vaccine and it doesn't matter if you've got it or didn't get it, but I don't like the fact that people were forced to get it. It's the same thing that's applicable to the conversation we're having right now. We and, talked about, and um, I want to go, paper. I want to go to that, that you just said the, so recently there was this uh, football NFL football player that had a heart attack. On, Correct. on the field. Correct. And he was on, they were interviewing him like on 2020 or, I don't know, it's one of those freaking. Correct. Um, and he didn't want to talk about it. Why? He didn't want to, he didn't, they, uh, so they asked, he said, the doctors uh, found, you know, what the cause was, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, tell us, tell us what it was. And he paused and he thought about it. And he was like, um, I don't want to go. go there. I don't want to go there. And it was because he got the vaccine. He got vaccinated. He got the the latest vaccination shot, and he wouldn't say it. But when he was asked what the doctor said caused it, that's when he clammed up. Right. But here's the crazy thing: I, I believe that it's making people sick. I have close friends. It's a fact. That, it's a fact that, that it, it is. is. And, and I don't understand why people don't acknowledge it. Which here's the sad part: scroll back down. Go to Procter and Gamble. Go to these products. The government's been allowing these companies like Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble to manufacture products that have been killing people for decades. I mean, look at the synthetics. Look at the ingredients like formaldehyde, parabens, all of these quarantine disinfectants. All of these products have been slowly killing people for years. I don't like that. It bothers me as a dad, as a husband, now a grandpa. It bothers me. And again... I just want people to have choices. Yeah. And that's what this is about. It's about not buying. Uh, well, what opened my eyes was, so you got this pie chart on this website. You guys go to make the patriotswitch.com. And for our viewing audience, I've got it up right here. Is, is there, is there a bigger picture of this anywhere that exists that actually breaks down? So Coca-Cola, it's got all the companies that Coca-Cola owns. It's got all the companies at PepsiCo and PepsiCo is a lot bigger than what I thought it was. Holy cow! PepsiCo owns. Let me put my let me put my glasses on here. See if I can read this. It, it's a monopoly. 
if you look at these major corporate, there's really about five of them. Johnson Johnson, Letter Brothers, uh, Procter and Gamble. There's only about five of them, but they mass produce. They're, they're, yeah. they own everything. It's a monopoly and it drives me nuts that, uh, that they squeeze out and buy up all the little men so they can stay in control. Yeah. So Quaker Life, Aunt Jemima, um, Captain Crunch, General Mills, Tostitos, Ruffles, Cheetos, Fritos, um, there's you know a bunch of stuff. This is all just under PepsiCo, and then General right. Mills. You know they own Kicks and uh, what is that? Clusters and Wheaties and Cheerios and uh, is that Pillsbury? Do they own General Mills? Owns Pillsbury too. Correct. Um, Johnson and Johnson. All the stuff they own. Uh, Kraft and Heinz. Nestle owns a shift ton of. Of companies too, Gerber, <laughs> uh, Purina, your dog food there. Um, but yeah, so it's it's cool to see because a lot of these are like Gain and Tide. Those those two products compete against one another, but yet they're owned by the same company. <laughs> yes, there you go, my man. That's what I love about you. You get it. You get it. Don't you find it ironic? It, it is fair. Yeah, it's. I believe it's deeper than that. I think that they just shift up, slap a fancy little label on them, and it's actually the same things. That's what I believe. Oh, it's got to be. I, I believe that. I don't believe people realize how deadly this stuff is. Don't take it from me. Go do your due diligence. Go, go look at cancer rates, how they've grown substantially over the last 30 years. Out of control. I did my own homework. I called Poison Control Center. Here's some alarming facts. There are several million calls that go into Poison Control Center every single year. 78% of the calls are from household chemical reactions and ingestions. Really? That bothers me. Well, this is idiots eating you. the Tide Pods, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Those freaking yeah. idiots at yeah. the uh, that's checking you out at Walmart that are eating the, the Tide Pods. Yeah, that's a whole nother topic, right? That yeah. goes back to our initial uh, discussion about this generation. My generation would not eat pie, I, Tide Pods. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. But, you know, you, you even go to food. I teach people how to grow their own food, right? It's because of the same example. These products here, non-toxic, chemical-free. And they're less expensive than those horrible products that you and I just beat up and just went over. Yeah. Can answer this. answer this question, Lefty? Why, if you go to the store and you buy bananas that are organic, why are they more expensive than bananas that aren't organic? Has anybody ever thought about that? No, I've always thought about that, is that anything that's healthy for you costs more money. Anything that's why? supposed to be better for you costs more money because they don't want you they want you spending the money on the the other shit. Because that's I don't know why. It's stupid. <laughs> it never has made sense to me. But stay on that train. You you're hitting a home run here. Listen, viewers, listen. If something doesn't require any chemicals, no chemical treatments, it's just growing naturally on the ground, ground, and it's more expensive than treated, genetically modified. That doesn't make no sense to me. Mm -mm. And it shouldn't make any sense to you. Which is why I do what I do. I teach people how to grow their own food, uh, produce. It's fun. Like, it's literally fun to walk out, grab a head of lettuce, 
that hasn't been sprayed. Most people don't even know where their food comes from. And I'm not trying to scare anybody on here. I know where my food comes from. That's why I'm a hunter. That's why I'm a, 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 a gatherer. I, I, I got 47 fruit trees. I've got gigantic. My wife loves that I have a green thumb. I go out there and teach classes how to grow vegetables. I know where my food's coming from. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that. You know, let, we didn't really answer the question. So why do they charge more for the, the organic and the stuff that's supposed to be more healthy for you than, than the other stuff? Why is it cheaper? It's called driving traffic. It's yeah. called driving traffic. It's a monopoly. I, I find it it's just crazy. But don't the I same people, people that own the organic stuff also own the the non organic stuff? Isn't it? You better you better bet your rear end. They're all in bed together. Absolutely right. Check it out. Everybody knows about Monsanto. I've heard of Monsanto. What is Monsanto? Monsanto is a very large corporation. I could probably go to get censored just for saying the name. They control the growing industry. Everything is treated. Everything is genetically modified. Corn, all of the. Oh main- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Monsanto, so listen, yeah. I've been driven by cornfields, and it says Monsanto seeds or whatever. Yeah. You can actually get sued if you use a different seed than Monsanto treated seed. That is a classic government overreach. Government overreach. Yeah. Yep. It's the classic government control. It just, it blows my mind. So all of this is really about is getting people prepared, teaching them to always be ready. I love self-sufficiency. Now, is that people what? People are going to need. Is that what the, the um, tell me the name of that website again. Makethepatriotswitch.com. Is that what, is that what it is about? It's about people it's growing their own things. Company. Or do you have, do you have links to alternates to like, all right, if I don't want to use PepsiCo products, You've got alternative American, you know, natural made stuff that people can use and, you know, eat, con- consume instead of. That's exactly what it is. It's a company that aligns with you and I, right? They're aligning with all of the viewers today. Hey, I don't want to play the game. I want safer, better options. I love that they're 100% American made, American based. They own their own manufacturing facilities. They're not in bed with the FDA, which is a bunch of, you know, garbage, right? They're not controlled by these monopoly companies. Matter of fact, the FDA doesn't even like this company, but they've overridden all of their nonsense. And check this out. Their products are so safe, they're not even required to have child-proof safety caps by law. That's what I love about this company. And they keep them so competitively priced, if not less expensive than that other junk that we just talked about. Yeah. I just want people to have options. Is I this love just one company or is it, is it a conglomerate of companies? It's just one company. It's a self-manufacturer. They've got about 500 products, essentials, that you won't have to fight in a grocery store to get. What are they called? What's the name? It's called Melaleuca. Okay. They've been in business for 38 years, and I love being partnered with them. I don't have time to manufacture, but I get behind them because I know their products are great. Where are they based out of? Idaho Falls, Idaho. Oh, they're in Idaho. Okay. Idaho Falls, Idaho. One of the last true conservative states very nice now are they um what's something that they don't produce that you can't get from them 
Well, they just opened up a B a beef line. They're now not going to play Bill Gates' silly game. They just opened a brand new line of beef. They've got edibles, healthy snacking. They got just about everything. Okay, everything that you and I need. Nice, nice. So this would this would go along with uh, supplementing your your own growing of your own crops, your own um, you know hunting, supplementing you know your harvesting kind of thing. So you go to this company for your chips and snacks and cereals, cleaning products, I assume they have. Everything. Hygiene products. They've Everything. Very nice. Very nice. Yep. So, so, so that, this that would be something here. great for you preppers. Um, and let's talk about that. Let's talk about the sustainability of this company. So if I, if I, if I start using this company and I'm starting to rely on this company for my day to day needs, you know, in addition to my, you know, things that I'm I'm storing and keeping at the ready. Um, what's to say that this company won't shut down or just dissolve and go away? Well, they've been around for 38 years. They are 100% debt free. They own five different manufacturing facilities, all 100% paid for, bought and paid for. They have enough ingredients and supplies for the next seven to 10 years. I have literally went out there before I put my name on it. That's why I created MakeThePatriotSwitch.com. I love to educate people, plug them in, and show them this route. I physically stepped foot on the manufacturing facilities myself four years ago, and I love it. They're a patriot-owned. They're advocates for freedom, um, and I just love them. Nice. Very good. So if they want to, you guys want to check it out, you go to MakeThePatriotSwitch.com and uh, and check that company out. It's nice to know, like you said, that, that there are alternatives to, um, and I guess this is like an online thing. You order your stuff because you don't see these, like a Walmart, you, you, every community is not going to have one of these stores where you can just, you know, go out and buy your thing. So you're going to have to have it shipped to your house, I assume. Yeah, the best way the best way to describe it, it's like a Costco type membership. It's got a Whole Food and Trader Joe type products, Walmart, Target pricing with an Amazon delivery system, all bundled up, but without all the nonsense, without all the corruption, and without all the, all the uh, price gouging. Okay, there you go. Very good. Well, let's get back to actual prepping here. So you're talking about you you actually train people on how to be self sufficient. Um, are these classes that you that you have like scheduled? People can say, "Okay, I want to sign up for next month's class that you're going to have." Or how do how are those? How do people find those? I do. I I have people reach out to me. Um, it's a six weeks that I usually spend in the in the wilderness. People will show up. I teach them how to build shelters, fire. How to? I'm a fil- water filtration junkie. Like I love natural ways to filter water. Water is the key ingredient. For life, so I teach people how to be self-sufficient in uh, in all circumstances. Yeah, so just kind of going through your your book here uh, in the different chapters, and I don't want you to you know tell everything in the book. I want people to to get your book, and we're going to talk about how they can get your book here in just a minute. We're actually going to go through our listener questions, and you're going to give one of these away to to one of our listeners, right? Yes, sir. Sweet. So get organized. That's like your number one. That's that's chapter one. Get organized. We talked about getting organized. Um, what's what's the key component to that? 
Well, people hear people hear the word like bug out bags. I call them grab and go bags. So how are you ready? How are you? I would always educate people on having a, a grab and go bag. Grab and go bag is if something goes south, you're able to grab those things, throw them in the car, throw the kids in the car, dogs in the car and get out of there. Grab and go bags should consist of medications, uh, essentials that we just talked about and how to get those essentials. First aid kits. How about important documents? pictures, certain things that are important to you. If you have to get out of there in a situation, and we talked about a few situations. We talked about Ohio. We talked about the Paradise, Paradise Fire. Things are going to happen. you got to be prepared. You've got to have those grab-and-go. It's as simple as running down and grabbing some buckets, five-gallon buckets, putting things in those, putting a sealed lid on them so you can grab them, load them in the car, and get out of there. It's super, super simple. And again, it boils down to are you ready right now? If something was to happen today, are you organized and ready? We already talked about the number of people. 60 plus percent are not ready at all. Yeah. At all. Less than just over 1% of them rather are ready. That's mind blowing to me. Those are the people that are going to be wasting their time hitting the grocery stores, trying to get what's left, scraping and fighting uh, for what's left while you've already got your stuff. You've grabbed it, you've packed it, and you're already on your way, and you don't, you're beating those lines. You know how every time there's like an evacuation in Florida, and, you know, it's just like there's no way people are going to get out because everybody's trying to get out at the same time. Kind of deal. Let, let, let's, talk, let, let's talk about something important, real quick. Yeah. Everything we talk about is important. About, what are you talking about? I want to talk about something really scary right now. Uh huh. And I know you're going to have my back on this. I, I love where your brain's at. Like they're talking about a grid lockdown. Mm-hmm. We talked about a cyber attack. Has anybody heard about a cyber attack? Cyber attacks oh, yeah. are a well-talked about option right now. I find that scary. Not for my family, for those of you that are listening today. Think about what I'm about to say to you. Do you have an emergency rendezvous for your family? Do you know your, uh, do you have a, a, a secondary form of communication? If your phone crashed right now, if the Wi-Fi and your phone crashed right now, what would you do? This is one example of many. Think about what I'm saying to you. What would you do right now? My family knows where to meet each other. Yeah. Worried. Phones don't go out. We have, we have two-way radios. Hey, we're getting close. Are you there? Can you copy yet? We have two-way. We have all this stuff ready in our grab-and-go bags. And not everybody does. They're, they're literally, it's, it's becoming a more uh, used conversation uh, topic right now than ever before. Grid, cyber attack. Grid lockdown, cyber attack. Everything, everybody's, I know we're on Wi-Fi right now and we're having the communication on this, but if it crashed today, what would you do? That's just one example about being prepared. Most people aren't. There you go. I create that emergency contact list. Which we kind of we um, we had a guest on at Shot Show. Uh, uh, what was his name? Jared, and uh, he started the he created this app called Got Your Six. And again, this wouldn't this wouldn't help you if the grid went down. But this is one of those um, things to think about. To where Got Your Six is an app, Steve, and you'll appreciate this that brings you know the the fire team together. You know the the community preparedness team together in this one app and all the maybe necessity 
necessary uh, contacts, maybe an attorney, you know, maybe it's a, a doctor, maybe it's, uh, you know, a guy who's really good with, with firearms that you know, maybe nobody else is. So you got like expertise in your group and uh, it's this quick app that will not only tell you who it is and what their specialty is, but how to get to them. So it'll map them out where they're at and you can get to that person. So let's say, you know, you're on my, my, got your six app and my car breaks down, you know, and I'm in a, and it's one of those riot situations and there's big riots and everything. And I'm like, Hey dude, can you help me out? He's like, well, let me pull you up and see where at. He's like, yeah, you're, you know, you're 10 miles from me. I'll be there, you know, I'm on my way, you know, kind of deal. So it's, it's a pretty cool app. Um, again, it's not going to help it. you when the grid goes down, but for other types of scenarios and situations, you know, it keeps, it keeps those type of like-minded individuals in contact connected. Uh, so that's, that's a good, something that you guys can add to your, your arsenal of being prepared. Absolutely. You talked about Florida and I actually had some friends, um, that went through that last year and so something else i want to suggest you guys to do is learn back roads like where i live there's two major arterial routes 80 and 50 boom they get locked up i mean it's bad learn the back roads learn i mean i'm, I'm old too <laughs> you said that earlier i'm old too man i still love a good map my wife's like what you got that out for because i want my brain to still learn how to use that stuff i want to know those other ways if if the roads get all clogged up and backed up then what Panic sets in. Learn mm -hmm. and understand an evacuation plan. Have that in place for you, your family, and your loved ones. And like you said, if the if the power goes down, the cell phone, everything goes down, a, a map is crucial. So get an up-to-date road map. Rand McNally still makes maps, I'm sure. Paper maps. Yep. Um, some of the best uh, on the market. So make sure you got one of those, definitely. Um, and then you talked about the water. Stockpile as much water as you can. Learn to purify uh, your documents, your communications, um, the five-gallon buckets. You know, food that you can store. What's what's like your top two? Let's do this. Let's let's go to listener questions now, because I think we're probably getting right. into some of our listener questions here too. And um, but as we go through this. Uh, I'm sure we'll answer a lot of them, but continue with what you with your thought there, and I'll pull up the listener questions. Well, you brought up food and my favorite foods. I saw you going there, so I would say like beans food. and rice. I I grew up in a generation where we had beans and rice all the time. Yeah. So, but but the good thing about beans and rice is you can buy it in bulk. Uh, you can store it for long periods of time, and it's loaded with nutrition. Uh, carbohydrates and it's just good for you so i always i always those are my go-to's uh got backups peanut butter things that just going to give you energy protein easy. yep yep that, that can get get you get you sustainability through through that uh, time that you're going through or the, the emergency you're dealing with but um well how do you feel about these these packet of what are they called the the long-term storage food companies like I think Wise is one of them. Um, you know, there's several other ones out there. I had a, I've got, a, I had another gentleman on not too long ago who who does his own 
um, dried food storage. You know, you make mac and cheese or beef and beef stroganoff, or you know what I'm talking about that that kind of stuff. I do. I think they're good. I think they're a great option. Um, but you know, it depends on what happens and Those things are expensive. How long you have a, very expensive. Um, from my understanding, they don't taste very well. And, um, you know, again, it goes back to being self-sufficient, learning how to harvest, uh, gather. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really big into hunting, archery. I, I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, if something ever was to run out, I still have a backup plan, but those things are going to alleviate the initial panic and extend, you know, extreme high concern of making sure that you don't have, um, what you need. So they're good. Uh, I, I, you know, again, I go, you know, I spent a lot of time in the military, 12 years. I've eaten MREs. They taste like shit. Yeah. But, but, and they block you up. So all I'm saying is, if I don't have to go that route, I'm not, but they're good to have. Sure. If, if you're not able to grow your own food. There's some that are really tasty. I've, I've had some that are, that taste really good. So here's a question from Mac Packing. It says, hello, Steve. I'm a youper, a resident of Upper Peninsula, Michigan. In our area, the most likely natural disaster is probably blizzard or snowstorm with resulting power loss. This can turn deadly considering temperatures regularly dip below zero this time of year. What are the best solutions for possible heat power loss in the winter? Thank you. Well, it all, I mean, it's, if you look at humanity, it's been around for thousands of years. I mean, Upper Peninsula is a beautiful place. I have friends that live up to that, that veteran that I uh, shared as my hero, Mike Brandow. They actually live there. I've, up, I've been up there. There's plenty of wood. Um, I would say always have an axe. It's definitely part of my grab and go bag. Uh, and don't people say, I'm going to grab a chainsaw. Not going to happen. Got to have a fire starter. But then, you know, then you factor in when you got blizzard, cold, snow, and make sure that you have something to start a fire. Yeah. Right. Uh, make sure you have uh, kindling, something I always teach. When, right when we go in the wood, I do an exercise with my uh, clients when I take them out and teach them survival. I don't tell them what I'm doing, but I'll walk through and I'll grab, I'll see who will grab me. I'll grab dried, something dried, moss, something that can start a fire. I'll yeah. start grabbing it and putting them in my pockets and let my body heat dry out that product because there's nothing worse than being cold and not being able to start a fire. Wet and my cold. Whole, yeah, wet and cold and not be able to start a fire. So make sure you have something warm and dry, something that you can start a fire, which there's lots of fire starting um, things now. I mean, I pack a Zippo lighter. But if you don't have that, learn how to make a fire. There's yeah. lots of ways. But if you're in a dry, cold, wet environment, you better have something. I carry packs of lighters in my grab-and-go. You get you one of those, those, ferris, forever. those ferris rods that uh, yep. you start a fire rod. And then, and then I was talking with Paul Markle. He was on our last AK Corner, and he had mentioned some product. They make this, you know, you're talking about having dry kindling. There's companies that make this stuff that's really uh, flammable, really, you know, easy to ignite um, that you can get nowadays. It's really lightweight, doesn't take up a lot of space in your pack. That's great for... Um, rough conditions starting fire kind of deal i wish i could remember the name of it the one he's the one he said but uh you just google yeah google it 
it's out there. It's awesome, but but there are times when you're going to run out of that stuff or you don't have that stuff. You can grab sure. um, a sap from a tree and you can mix it in grass or moss. It actually becomes flammable, and that's your fire starter right there. Oh, look at there. Nice. That's a good tip. Yeah. Is there a certain kind of sap? Just most well, any tree sap? Is there yeah. is there a, a mix ratio you want to try to concentrate on when you're mixing the the sap with your brush? Yeah, you don't want to oversaturate the brush or the moss or whatever, but it's just enough to keep it. Plus, it's also uh, water resistant. Water will bead off of it, so there's lots of good um, purposes for good for benefits sap. for the sap. Yeah, that's good. I, I did not know that. Power law. I mean, you know, again, a generator if that's something you got and you got the fuel for your generator. You want to have a generator strong enough to be able to run your uh, essential appliances and whatnot. All right, next question. B. Hurst, if you could only take one weapon, what would you pick? I guess he's assuming if you had to bug out, you could only take one weapon. What would you, what would you take? And I'm assuming he's saying weapon because he's talking about for self-defense. Yeah. I would probably say a 22. I'll tell you why. Um, they're very effective. Um, cheap ammo. Um, you can carry large quantities. Mm-hmm. You can kill small game with it. Rabbits, squirrels to survive. I would definitely say uh, 22. Uh, I wanted to say archery. I love archery. You know I love archery. Lefty, you know that. Yeah. Uh See, I don't consider archery a weapon. I consider archery your, you know, that's it's your tool. It's a hunting tool at that point. Yeah, it's definitely my jam because I can make arrow after arrow after arrow after arrow, and I can reuse them. Um, but if I had to choose, I would probably say a twenty-two because I know I can get uh, a large amount of ammo with me, and and it's light, and there's it's pretty effective. Yeah, and you could probably make your own bow and arrows too, getting you from yeah. from what you find in and nature. I, and I'm not bragging, but I'm a hell of a good shot. So if I had some danger coming my way, I'm pretty sure I can take an eye out. Yeah, if you guys don't believe it, just go to his Instagram page and scroll <laughs> down and look at look at some of his uh, trophies there. Um, Esom87, what do you think is one of the most overlooked preps for people who are just starting out or who prep but aren't hardcore about it? So basically, what do you think Water- most preppers overlook? Water, water filtration. Yeah. Yeah. What do you recommend water for that? Filter. Uh, there, there's lots of ways to do it. Um, uh, but I, I would definitely have, there's some, there's some new versions these years where you can uh, get collection bags and you can squeeze it in, uh, you know, reusable containers, you know, water bottles and such. Uh, but, but I think it's the number one overlooked thing. People think about prepper, they think about food and canning and all that stuff, which is all great, but water is more important than food. So I would say water filtration. There's lots of options these days. Um, if you get caught in a bind, you can grab big clumps of uh, moss and, and stack it up and pour your water through from a creek or, or a waterbed and let it come through the bottom. It'll actually clean it out pretty good. Water tablets, water purific- purification tablets, Really, really big, old-fashioned, old-school. People forgot about them, but they're great. You can throw those in a um, thing of water, and it will actually do do you well. So water purification tablets, but water, 
Water purification, number one. Nice. Okay. Good answer. Mustang Perry, what are your essentials you have to have in your bag? Do you have recommendations on a brand of bag? Yes, I do. Mission First Tactical uh, makes um, two different sizes right now. They also have a rifle bag, too. Um, but uh, they've got some nice bags, and you can use that discount code LEADHEAD and get 20% off those bags. Mission First Tactical. There you go. So, uh, essentials. What are your essentials you have in your, I guess he's saying your bug out bag, your go bag. I'm assuming that's what he means. Well, I, uh, I would say contacts and contact solution. I, I, I have a problem seeing in glasses. I mean, you're going to be no good if you can't see. So those are the things that you need to sit down. This is the whole purpose of that book mm-hmm. is to write down. If you take medication, that's a must. I wear contacts and I need glasses. Those are a must. Water filtration, a must. First aid kit, a must, right? So you, you've, you've got to have those things. So it's, it's hard to pinpoint one, which is I cover a lot of these things in, uh, in the book. Uh, these are, you know, these are, everybody has different needs. So, so you have to sit down. What are your musts? Most people need medications. Most people don't think about medications or contact, contact solutions, first aid kits. You've got to have those, yeah. right? Uh, we talked about fire starting uh, material. Definitely a must. Uh, any type of axe is a must um, so here's, or a saw. Here's my, here's my take on it. Um, hydration, food, medical, fire, and then, you know, you're going to need some sort of, a, you know, layers, clothes, shoes, extra shoes, extra socks, extra shirt, extra pants. All of that stuff's in the book. So for my, yeah, my, my quick bug out bag, grabbing the shit, shit and get. Um, and like he said, for your eye, you know, you definitely want to make sure if you've got eye issues or just a good eye flush anyways, something that you need to have regardless if, sure. if it's contacts or whatever. It's, but. Yeah. It's saline solution is dual purpose. It actually can help you clean a wound or a cut. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're going to know this or not, but see, Corey Brown asked, if you only plant two potatoes in a 250-gallon tote, how many potatoes can you potentially harvest? My best is 184. I, I think there's a lot of factors that will come into play to that, but... <laughs> Well, to answer your question there, sir, I always keep one piece of fruit, one piece of vegetable. I cut it open and let it dry out. I keep all the seeds. I put them in a baggie so I can recycle one piece of fruit and turn it into multiple fruits or vegetables. So hopefully that answered your question. He did 184 one time, he said. I think that sounds like a pretty good return on your uh, investment. So Recycling is key. Uh, flood munitions. How do you ease a significant, this is a good question. How do you ease a significant other into the preparedness mindset without scaring them off or overwhelming them? Oh, I think communication is key. I think, um, bringing up a, a current event or something you've observed, Hey, this just happened. If this was to happen here, how do you see us handling it? 
you know, having an open discussion with your kids, family, spouse, whatever the case is, significant other, just say, hey, this just happened, like the Ohio. Hey, this just happened. If this was to happen here, how do you think we would handle that situation? It always spurs people to think. Every area is specific. Every area has its own uh, entity of problems. You know, California, earthquakes. Uh, Florida, you brought up earlier, hurricanes. Um, Midwest, flooding, right? Every area has its own scenario. Take that scenario, take history, and just have discussing discussions of the history of that, of that area, what, what scenario could possibly go wrong. Yeah. All right, next question. This is from... Nikolai Alpalanalalalala. Nice. Got to toss in some... I think you nailed it. (laughs) He likes it when I screw up his name. Got to toss in some shotgun talk as a waterfowl hunter. What brand have you found to be most reliable in the duck blind? Cough, Benelli. Cough, cough. Also, some awesome piles of specs on your page. So that was a kudos out to you. Awesome. Yeah, so um, I don't... When I speak to the masses, the number one thing I don't want to do, cough, cough, Benelli, which I love. I'm, I mean, don't get overwhelmed. Don't go, don't, don't go break your bank. You know, go into entry level for rifles. I love Savage for the entry level. Stoger is a good, you know, 12 gauge shotgun for entry level. Don't go break the bank, but get something that has a good, you know, history. I mean, Lefty, you probably got some, you know, better suggestions with your armor behind you. But, you know, don't break the bank. Don't go out and buy Got one right here. Dollar. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a good option. But my point is don't – there are great options out there, such as Savage, Stoger. There's lots of great options. Keltec KSG 410, brand new. We um, released it at SHOT Show. Uh, we talked about it. You go check out our episode we did with Chad. It was our kickoff episode to, uh, to our SHOT Show interviews. They just released – their KSG 410 bullpup, the world's first 410 bullpup shotgun. Nice. So nice. you get, uh, I think it's five of the three inch, I think it's five, five plus one. And then if you use some of the shorter ones, you can get like seven, seven plus one rounds uh, of 410 nice. in there. Great bird hunting round, the 410. Um, it's lightweight, compact. You know, this would be a great bug out gun right here you know you're talking about which gun would you grab this would be a great option right here is the the new ksg 410 and what i like about that caliber it also comes in slugs so yeah you're spot on that's just like i talked about the 22 22 is a great round it's cheap and expensive same thing with the 410 you can get a lot done with a 410 slug as well so i think that's a great option yeah and it's a great for that smaller framed individual as well, again, because you got a lot of, a lot of less recoil, whole bunch, sure. whole bunch of options there, like you said, for the different loads and rounds that you can shoot through that. So mm-hmm. that's my, that's my suggestion. It's a great suggestion. And then back to the bags, I was showing our listeners here. So um, mission first, because here's another question about bags, Pacific dot Northwesterner. When it comes to bug out bags, making your own is best. But for folks new to prepping, how effective are the pre-made bags you can find on Amazon? Are there any changes or additions you recommend? Uh, thanks. So, yeah, definitely get Steve's book uh, and buy a bag from Mission First Tactical and then start loading it with what Steve suggests. 
uh, from his book. That's my number one suggestion. Um, but they've got some great uh, backpacks there. I was showing Steve here. You can see. So they got yeah the, those are, yeah, those are awesome for like you know primary important things. Throw that on your back. I would say I would say definitely get one of those and get all your important stuff in your documents, your medicines, things that you know can't live without kind of thing. And then I love buckets. I know it's silly. I've had many, many, many conversations about buckets. Buckets are something I love because when you slap that beautiful uh, mission first backpack on your back, you know, you got your primary stuff with you. You can reach down with two other hands, grab buckets, run. Why buckets are good is because they can be used for multiple things. One, you can bury them. You can bury them. You can hide them. It keeps things safe. It doesn't, uh, they don't rot. They don't decompose. It protects everything inside. Keeps them dry. Second thing is you, second thing is you can collect water with them. Yeah. Right. Or, or, or you dry as long as you keep the lid on it. <laughs> that's exactly right. And you can carry firewood with it or fruit, berries, all kinds of things. So there's human waste. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can do that. You can, yeah. you can yep. use it for a, a literal dump bucket. That's exactly right. <laughs> but um, so to those pre-made bags that, you know, you can get online, uh, I, it just depends, you know, uh, you're going to get what you pay for for the most part in a lot of those. Um, but when you get those pre-made ones, you always, and even if you make your own, you always want to check them periodically, make sure things aren't out of date, everything's still, you know, still fresh and and whatnot, but um, I mean, it's better than not having one at all. I'll say that about the the pre-made, you know, something you can get off Amazon. But you want to look for the essentials. Make sure it's got all the the essentials that Steve recommends in his book. You want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I can go on and on. I, I love this conversation and where it's going. I, you know, I. Want everybody to listen to if you know fishing gear. That's always a good must. You know it's easy, it's light. You can grab a small set of flies and some fishing line. That should always be in every single person's, you know, bag. One thing we haven't talked about is physical fitness. Well, we're getting you know, to that. We're getting to that. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's my favorite. That's how you and I first met. That was our episode four years ago. You and I had an amazing episode, and that's where I really became a faithful follower of Talking Lead. Is, this episode is, uh, right that, here. That episode. Yeah, look at those two handsome bearded dudes right there. Who, who that is? Love that. Who that is? Who that that's is right there? First met, that's when I first uh, met your awesomeness. That's right. Love we uh, were at the Buck Knives. Uh, Brooksy introduced us. Yeah. You guys came by. Had no idea yeah. what we were going to talk about, but... <laughs> We had a good conversation. We did. Had a really good have conversation. An awesome, have an awesome friendship four years later, too. Thank you for that, by the way. Absolutely. Love following you. But, you know, fitness, your not only your mental, and you know, but your physical as well is important to, pre to preparing. Because if you're not mentally strong, you're not physically strong, then it doesn't matter all the prepping that you've done you know, over these years is not going to do you any good because you're not going to be able to carry it through and carry it out and be useful to your loved ones if you're not physically and mentally fit. And it is by far the number one thing in the military. Number one. 
number one, physical strength, physical uh, readiness. If if you're not physically fit, you're not physically ready, lefty just hit it out of the park. All of this stuff's irrelevant. You can't grab and go if you can't get up and go if you can't get out of there fast enough. It's oh yeah, it's all that's, you're in a heap of trouble. Now don't I mean you don't have to do as as extreme as extreme as I do, do CrossFit in the morning, go run five miles right after. By all means don't do it, but you should do something every single day that will benefit your tomorrow. Yeah, and that's you don't have to join a gym to to stay in shape, to stay physically fit, push ups, sit ups, but it's you know it's it's that mental capacity of pushing yourself and saying you know I, I have to do this today. This is something that I have to do as part of my my being ready and being prepared uh, re- regime routine, whatever you want to call it. That needs to be part of it. You know, if buying a bag of rice once a week. You know, five pound is part of it. Then, you know, doing 300 push-ups a week, you know, to start off with needs to be part of your regime. You know, sit-ups, walking. I mean, you don't have to start off running. Walk. Walk the neighborhood. Walk two miles. Walk three miles. Then walk four miles. Then walk five miles. Then bring it up to a jog. Uh, You know, I mean, a lot of people have shitty knees like me, and I hate running. I hate jogging, and, you know, it hurts like a mofo. But if the alternative is worse, and a stronger body is harder to kill. So you want to keep your body strong. You want to keep your mind strong. And keep your mind strong by reading books. You know, read, get, start off with Steve's book. You know, read a book. Learn something. Um, you know, I've had all kinds of different authors on the show from uh, uh, fiction to nonfiction type stuff. But just get away from the freaking computer. Get away from the social medias. You know, read a book. Get outdoors. Learn how to make a a shelter, and go out and practice that. You know that that's keeping your body active. You're lifting. You're moving. You're bending. Um, that's my suggestions. Now I'm a I'm a how gym about- rat. I've been you know. I've worked out in the gym my entire life. That's you know how I grew up with sports and everything. I I love going to the gym and throwing around iron and you know I don't want to do heavy shit anymore. But <laughs> that's what's caused me to have to have a hip replacement at uh, the eight when I was under fifty. But um, you know there's there's weights you can lift. You don't have to go extreme like like Steve said. You don't. It doesn't have to be extreme. Uh, you build up to resistance, you know, make sure it's a, a good resistance, you know, something that's hard to do, um, but not just something that you can just, whack, you know, I can do 50 of these every day, single day, you know, increase your weight, increase your or change up your routines. There's bazillions of workout routines online that you can look up. So everybody's different. Everybody's got a different mentality when it comes to that, but just do something. Yeah, absolutely. I, I grab your mission first bag, throw your bags of beans and rice inside the mission first yeah. bag, Stop or your five gallon buckets. Great way to start. Put <laughs> put water in your five gallon buckets and do curls and over the head presses and milk jugs. I mean, I've seen people, you know, grab milk jugs, a gallon of water, and do you know curls and exercises with with those. Where there's a will, there's a way. Uh, you know, I've seen 
housewives grab cans of beans. My mom will do curls with, you know, her cans of beans. when She's getting ready to cook or something. She's, she's always doing stuff. My mom's like 83 or something, but she still, she still does yoga and, you know, stays physically fit, walks, keeps in shape. My wife taught me something years ago and I got to give her credit for it. And you know, Jennifer, as well as I do. Um, she taught me something. She said, knowledge is power. So what Lefty was saying is don't waste your time and energy. Listen to the news or whatever the case is. Don't listen to that garbage. He, he's right. Grab a book. Further your knowledge. Knowledge really is power. Learn about gardening, canning, natural remedies, um, wilderness survival, homesteading, uh, food storage. Just How about this? Solar power. Solar power. Live. There you go. Learn some, some first aid. Get a book called uh, Beyond the Boo-Boo by Paul Markle. And, uh, you know, learn some basic first aid because you're going to need that um, more often. It's going to be more desired and needed than anything else you could learn is, is first aid skills. You're going to save right. lives that way. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Knowledge is power. It really, it really is power. And that's what this whole thing today is about. Knowledge is power. And let's give away your book because one we, we said – we promised one lucky listener is going to get this today. So, Steve, how people win on this show is they have to they have to participate. And they have to listen. And then that's how they win. And they participate by, one, emailing me suggestions for the show or uh, guest recommendations or, you know, things you want us to talk about. Jackwagon nominations, Leadhead Brigade Heroes. When I make posts on social media like I did um, before we had Steve on here announcing, say, hey, this is going to be our guest. This is what we're going to talk about. Post questions. You know, we'll read your questions online. That's participating. The social media, um, our podcast, when you go and you leave feedback on like iTunes or Stitcher or something like that, and I see that you've commented and left a comment there uh, or a rating. YouTube, same thing, you know, wherever I can, wherever we're at, wherever we got stuff, if I see that you're participating, you're actually engaging with us, with other listeners, other followers of the show, then that's where we reach in and that's where we give you cool prizes like we're going to award you with today with Steve's book, which is A Beginner's Guide to Home Prepping, Steve Morgan, right here. And of those that participated we're going to go to our our comment section from the the post i did asking for your questions for steve and did any of those questions stand out you're like that's just that was just like a really good question that guy deserves a copy of my book or that was just a stupid question this guy really needs a copy of my book you know kind of <laughs> kind of deal do you want to go through there and pick one or you want me to pick one uh, I think I think there were there were some good ones in there. Uh, I love the 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 grab and go bags. I really love that. Tells me that person is already thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. The person that asked the suggestion of the grab and go or the bug out bags. I think, in my opinion, that's somebody that's really serious about being prepared. Mm-hmm. That's the one that stood out to me most. Okay, so uh, the Pacific Northwesterner. So Pacific Northwesterner. Uh, you're the one that said when it comes to the bug out bag, you're asking about the Amazon or those good or are they shitty, uh, or should should you do your own? Um, 
there you go. So you can decide what you want to do. You're going to get Steve's book. If you email me, talkinglate at gmail.com, let me know that you are the winner of Steve's book, Pacific Northwesterner. Uh, I will put you in touch with Steve, and he will send you uh, a copy of his book. Uh, and then everyone, you can use that code LEADHEAD at Mission First Tactical. And it's good on any of their products. They're not just their bags. But uh, if you guys want to get a really cool you know, bug out bag, and they've got some different sizes there, um, go there. Those, those are really nice bags. I've got one of each size that they have. I don't have them here. I've got them in my room, actually. Uh, but I've been using those. I used it at my SHOT Show. I loaded up a lot of my kit and gear at SHOT Show. And then uh, I do have one that I am I'm starting another bug out bag. So I've got more than one bug out bag. So I've, I've got like one for my truck that just stays in my truck. I've got one that's at the ready in my room that's, you know, a little more robust, you know, kind of deal. Um, and then I've got a couple of other strategically placed in places. So <laughs> Art, you can never have too, too many bug out bags. Um so you're prepared, I love it. Pacific Northwesters, congratulations! You're the winner, uh, and I appreciate everyone that made a comment um, on our post for for Steve. If we didn't answer your question, feel free to email me or Steve. You can email Steve too. Steve, give out your uh, info. It's uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Steve Morgan. I'm hugging a flag. We showed that earlier. My email is dominate your hunt at yahoo.com dominate your hunt at yahoo.com or make the patriot switch.com all three of those will oh excuse me an ig uh, a prepared patriot a prepared patriot there's four avenues one of those will connect you with me there you go or get a hold of uh, get a hold of talking lead and they'll uh, connect you as well yeah always you guys can always email me talking lead at gmail.com um, just put in the subject what it's about because that way I just don't dismiss it as as a junk email and, and delete it. So don't go to my website. A lot of you go to my website and try to contact me through the website. Don't do that. I've said that a million times, but people still do it. They obviously don't listen to the show. So <laughs> that's one tip off that I know they're not real listeners is they contact me through the, the website. But um I do get those occasionally, so if you do make that mistake, uh, it may not be quick, but I will get in touch with you. But thanks to everyone who, who took took part, participated. Uh, be listening to our upcoming shows. We've always got cool giveaways that uh, we're going to be doing. And I know Dave, I talked with Dave at Mission First, and he wants to start giving uh, you Leadhead some of the drinkware that they have there at Mission First Tactical. So we're probably going to start giving those away and the holsters uh, as well so a um, lot of cool stuff and our good buddies at Seal One Dwight Settle their cleaning products Seal uh, One CLP Plus uh, we just gave away a nice one of these on our Talking Lead AK Corner that we did with Paul Markle our Season 5 kickoff one of you lucky leadheads just won one of these awesome prize packets from Seal One go to SealOne.com and use the code LEADHEAD you're going to get 25% off anything at SealOne dot com there uh, but Steve I really appreciate you taking the time to be on and uh, talking to us about you yourself the man the legend the myth uh, coming on I wanted to talk more about hunting and 
you know, your military background, but uh, we could do that. That'll give us an excuse to have you back on again for another episode. That would be awesome, man. I love what you stand for. I love your voice for our freedoms. Uh, it's an honor to be in your world. And those of you that uh, jumped on here today, uh, appreciate your time. Sure. Absolutely. And, and again, one more time, you can go A Prepared Patriot on Instagram uh, to get Steve. And then his website is, um, say it again. MakeThePatriotSwitch.com. There it is. MakeThePatriotSwitch.com. And there's where you can get more information on those awesome American-made products. So go check him out. Show him all the love. Show him all the support. Show all our sponsors the love and support. Mission First Tactical, Caltech, Seal One, Factory 47, Lockdown. Um, Those walls should be out. You see these walls behind me that I've got my my firearms and, and things displayed on behind me as my video audience is looking. Uh, those are called secure walls, and those are available now, and you can use the code LEADHEAD, get 15% off those at Lockdown.com. So, LEADHEADS, until the next episode, as always, keep your loved ones close. Your firearms closer. Fight for your freedoms because they're at stake, and if you don't do it, no one else will. <laughs>